Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to Episode 5 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. You know, each week I'd like to tell you just a little bit about myself. And for this week, I'm going to focus on a connection I have with two of my guests for today. In my local church, I have the privilege of serving as a life group leader and a life group coach. And we're going to unpack a lot more of what that means and how that really plays out. But I do want to say that that is how I had the opportunity to meet my first guest today, Mr. Christopher McCall. And I do believe that we're not meant to do life alone. And that is why the life group ministry is so important to me. And I'm really excited to have Chris on the show today. The second thing I want to share with you about me is what I mentioned last week just a little bit is that I'm a veteran. And I want to give a shout out to all of the veterans in the listening reach of 1400 WOND. There's tens of thousands of veterans in this region. And in particular, I want to give thanks to a veteran named Denise Black. And Denise contacted me a few weeks ago, and she had mentioned to me that there's a lot of veterans in this area, and she had given me the name of a really special veteran in this area, Mr. Bob Frollo. And I'm very pleased to say that he is my second guest on the program for today. For those of you that may be listening just for the first time, I want to tell you the idea behind Serving Our Nation. It's a program that's focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders. And what I want to do is offer hope and encouragement through two special guests each week. They're going to tell you their stories of servant leadership, how they live that out in their particular lives, and the blessings that follow from that as they are serving other people. Because beyond anything else, I believe that serving is for everyone in any walk of life. In the prior weeks of this show, I've had eight very special guests. And in the areas of business and military, I've had the Honorable Patrick Murphy, Colonel Retired Dean DeCibio, the Honorable Ken Wong, and Rear Admiral W. Kent Davis. In the areas of faith, Pastor Phil Caparelli and Reverend Jimmy White. And in the area of community, Lieutenant Commander Kristen Leone and Nicole Amelia Casper. So you can clearly see that there are so many different ways that you can serve other people. And even if you don't have engagement in one of these areas, you can start at home. You can start by serving your wife and your kids, your husband. Whatever you are doing in life, there is a way that you can serve other people. I believe that when you see a need, you should fill that need because we're all called to be ministers of some kind. The pastor at my church this morning, he spoke about the idea of throwing somebody a rope. Just think to yourself about the people that you work with. Maybe your neighbor, maybe a family member, maybe somebody at your church. Is there somebody that is struggling maybe financially? Is there somebody that is having a hard time with their job? Maybe is going through a sickness. Everybody is struggling with something. And I would say to you, I would encourage you, I would motivate you to throw them a rope because everybody needs help. And as I said earlier about Life Group, we're not meant to do life alone. Throw somebody a rope, give them a helping hand, and help them through their situation. 
Today, I have another two great examples of servant leaders, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, and they're in the areas of faith and community. My friend, Mr. Christopher McCall, is a life group coach, a life group leader, and he's also a youth ministry leader. And then I have the special privilege of having Mr. Robert Frollo. He is a Vietnam veteran. He's a VSO, which means a veteran service officer. And he's also the recipient of an award from the Chapel of the Four Chaplains. So I'm very excited about these guests. And when we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Mr. Christopher McCall. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been hearing the same old voice the same old lies. South Jersey's News Talk, 1400 WOND. There's a better. If you're a small business owner or an expert in your field, let Jacob Media help you create and produce your podcast. Call Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. On some models, excludes Corvette with GMF financing, excludes prior sales, see dealer for details. If you've been waiting for the best deal you can find on a brand new Chevy, then your wait has paid off big time. Right now, during Ben & Chevy's March Markdown event, you can save up to 25% off many of our most popular models. That's right. With Ben & Chevy's famous GMC, supplier employee pricing plus you keeping all the rebates that's up to a whopping 25 percent off msrp plus for a limited time there's zero percent financing available on our hottest chevy models got an old beater get it to bennett for an unbeatable seven thousand minimum towards any pre-owned vehicle in stock that's at least seven thousand imagine what we'll pay for a good trade and our non-commissioned sales staff is paid on your satisfaction not how much you spend so buying at bennett's always a pleasure with no need to negotiate plus there's never any sales pressure get to bennett chevy during our march markdown event and find new roads bennett chevy egg harbor township and bennettchevy.com let's be real mopping is a hassle you have to fill the bucket pushing a wet heavy mop around then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria a hassle on top of a hassle try swiffer wet jet with Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Panera's new flatbread pizzas are here. But to our new chef, Klaus, they're not just pizzas. They're masterpieces. Because it's not just cheese. It's hot and melty mozzarella and fontina cheese. It's not just sauce. It's market tomato red bell pepper sauce. And it's not just toppings. It's fresh mozzarella, basil, and grape tomatoes. Mmm. Taste our delicious new flatbread pizzas today. Order online for pickup or delivery. Panera. Restrictions apply. This is Senator Chris Brown urging our seniors not to miss out. Now is the time to apply for the Senior Freeze Property Tax Relief Program. New Jersey's Senior Freeze Program helps qualified seniors and disabled families make ends meet by reimbursing them for any increases in their property taxes. Look for your application in the mail. If you haven't received your application or have a question, please call me, Senator Chris Brown, at 609-677-8266. Congressman Jeff Van Drew. The Ocean City Sentinel newspaper, in those editorials, described me being executed, described me being killed, described my wife being sexually assaulted, and used foul language, and they literally printed it. And it was all about my support of Donald Trump and my being a Republican. A so-called freelance writer did this, and that's just totally, completely, 100% 
percent unacceptable. Don Williams, weekday mornings from six to ten on News Talk fourteen hundred WOND. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media Production. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by my friend, Mr. Christopher McCall. Chris, are you on the line with us? I am, sir. Thank you. Sir, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Chris. I am so glad to have you with me today. You are most welcome, my friend. Chris, you have so many different things that you are involved in, but I know that the church just recently had an event yesterday that both of our kids were involved in for the Revo program. So I, yes. I wonder if we could start our conversation by talking about what Revo is and just talking a little bit about the background of that program. Absolutely. So Revo Youth Church is actually our church that is set up specifically for our 6th through 12th graders. It is held on Friday nights, usually from around 7 to 9.30, and it is a, um, again, is a church geared towards middle school, junior high, and senior high students. So, Chris, how, when, and why did you want to get involved in that program? What, what was your connection to that? So when we found our church home about five years ago, at the time I was a Cub Scout leader, a Boy Scout leader, and a committee chairman for both the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts. I was heavily involved in youth organizations, and I was also a coach for uh, CYO Sports, Catholic Youth Organization Sports over in Philadelphia. In moving to Jersey, when we found our church home, one of the biggest things that I wanted to do was to be able to impact and to help serve with the children, with the youth of the area. And Revo was my first and, and obvious choice. I got to meet with the youth pastor at the time, R.J. Tate, and literally fell in love with the opportunity to, again, lead and mentor junior high and senior high students. And so it sounds like you have a lot of different ways that you were serving the youth for quite a while. How did you get some focus in your life as to what you wanted to really get engaged with? Well, when we were living in Philly, again, I was uh, involved in the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scout organizations, and one of the things that was really lacking, unfortunately, was the focus that I found was needed on on the Lord. And in the process of uh, leading our group, uh, we were doing our very best to both instill survival and leadership skills in, our, in the young boys, but also trying to find the correct balance of being able to bring the Boy Scout group back into the faith-based organization that we were leading. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, I, again, my heart was moved to help students, and Revo really was the, the, the perfect opportunity for me to jump in and get involved. And you've been doing that for how long now? Five years. Five years. And so what do you do on a weekly basis for that? So we, sir, on the Revo team, we serve from September through till June during the school year because it's specifically for our school students. Every Friday night we serve, uh, again, both as small group leaders. So after the message is preached for our students, we help organize the games. And then we spend about 45 minutes to an hour kind of digging in deeper into the message that was preached by our lead pastor or by our director. And again, just allowing students to be vulnerable. And our main goal in Revo is to help connect students to God and to each other. So to build those lifelong friendships that will really help them through all the tough times, especially for our teens. A hundred percent. 
You know, you and I personally have had a lot of conversations about our own children. And, you know, just this past weekend, my daughter was at the event, and I know that you were there. And in prior events, uh, I know that you've helped my son tremendously in various events that he's gone to for the Revo program. But you've been doing this for five years. That's a lot of commitment. Like, how many kids do you think that you've affected through all, all the work that you've been doing? That's a that's a beautiful question to ask. Um, I was blessed with the opportunity to serve both the junior high and the senior high students, as well as to be a coach of uh, some of the Revo leaders as they were coming up new to the program, being able to to find their their, their spiritual chops, as it was, yeah. to make sure that they were prepared yeah. um, to help lead and guide our students. Every year, you know, our groups range from roughly maybe twenty students. Uh, about ten, about twelve to fifteen of them are regulars, and then there's about five to seven. So anywhere of roughly twenty-two students um, each year, I've been able to be a small group leader for, and it's been again, it's been such a blessing to see them grow. Starting five years ago, um, a good group of the students that I started with graduated. Uh, so I kind of felt like a proud papa as they were graduating last year and the year before. But getting to see them go and grow has been phenomenal. So. I, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. 22 students that you have in a group every year, and you've been doing this for five years, so that if doing my math right, that's 110 students that you personally have affected over the course of five years. So, did I hear you right? It's Yeah, it's been it's literally been a blessing because um, the way the program works is working with students from sixth grade through 12. There's again, there's a lot of students, and the way our program is to make sure that it's above reproach. Uh, the guys work with with male students, and the females work with female students. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been um, it's been a blessing to work with so many students, and also, you know, at, at least fifteen to sixteen leaders um, that I've gotten to know so very well over the years of just being able to them coming alongside me to mentor me in areas that I needed help in, yeah. and also to be able to work with them and and mentor. Um, again, through the spiritual hardships of, of what it is to be in youth ministry. It's, it's unlike anything uh, anything else out there. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm curious about what you've seen in terms of the growth and maturity in these kids. Right before I came to the studio today, I had an opportunity to have lunch with my son, and I was sharing with him that I've seen such tremendous growth and maturity in him. He's now 17 yes. years old, just one year away from going to college and leaving our home. And my daughter is approaching 13, and I know that you had an opportunity to be with, uh, with her yesterday in the Revo yeah. event. Like, what kind of change and maturity have you seen in these 110 kids that you've been working with? It's been wild uh, to see students who started off maybe shy and very, very reserved. Um, one of the blessings, that, again, one of the blessings that we've had is we have a lot of free time to really get to know our students and be able to come alongside them as well as their parents to help with, with literally anything, not just on Friday nights, but throughout the week for tests, for, for games even. Uh, for, you know, one of our students was, in, uh, was a producer in his high school for plays, and while his plays were on Friday night, we were able to pray before, he went, you know, before his plays went on. Um, it's, it's really just been phenomenal. I've seen so many students, including uh, your children, that have come from a level of maybe um, apprehensive We'll say because, you know, at times our groups are large. We can have per week, we can have, 
you know, a hundred and some students plus at our special events, like when we have our, our Turkey classic or our back to school nights, we can have 150, you know, 175 students at one time, um, coming together for it. So it's, it's, it's wild to see, um, again, the growth. One of, one of my students, a uh, young man by the name of Marcy, I got to pray with him yesterday. And when I met him, he was in seventh grade quiet, reserved, didn't even want to talk during small group time. This year he has stepped up and just really took the initiative to be different yeah. and to be an example for what you know a Christ follower looks like in a public school situation, what a, a young man of God looks like in his home, in his friend group. And it, it was beautiful to see him raising his hands and, and truly just digging in and answering questions and coming along the sixth graders to, to help them when not too long ago he was that you know, seventh grader who needed someone to come along. So, again, it's just been, it's been phenomenal to see the growth and, and maturation of our students. Chris, I, I love what you're doing, especially your heart for the Revo program. I know that you have four kids of your own, and you still take time every week for five years to pour into these kids. I love that. I, I wonder if you have like a most memorable moment from your work in Revo over these last five years. Well, um, I actually, I have one that really stuck out to me. Um, it was, I was asked by a very, very good friend of mine to speak at his son's birthday. And it really, it really marked my heart in a way that I will not forget. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I, I may have a clue who that might be. <laughs> yes, sir. It really showed um, both the understanding and the love from a father to a son to even be there to witness it, but then to be able to speak life into your son and, again, to, to speak a life lesson that I was taught to help speak it into his life moving forward. It solidified the, the truth of we're not just small group leaders we're, and we're certainly not babysitters. It's our job to be spiritual mentors to these young students who come in with any number of things. Some kids come in from, from phenomenal, with phenomenal home lights. Some students do not. And it's in that process where we have to find both the love and compassion of the Lord to come alongside them and to join along with their parents for the, the, the long-time goal of to make disciples and to continue to help the parents in any way we can in a discipleship of their, of their students, of their kids as they go forward. But that's that, that's definitely been one of the highlights, and it's one of the ones that I'm sure is going to stick with me for a very, very, very long time. Chris, I, I love that, and I wasn't expecting you to say that. That really took me by surprise, but I really appreciate you being there for my son's uh, 16-year-old coming of age. And, you know, he's got Absolutely. one more coming of age event next year when he turns 18, and I'm going to be coming to you again for help with that, brother. <laughs> I would. I I am honored. Well, listen, I also want to talk to you about your role as a life group leader. For people in our listening audience that might not know exactly what life groups are, can you give just a little bit of explanation on that? Certainly. A life group is, is our way of allowing people to come together in small groups and to, to just be vulnerable with each other, to really build tight-knit communities of of folks around some of them are around individual hobbies that they may have some are specifically around bible studies but it's a group usually meeting once a week for whether it be five or eight weeks in a semester 
digging into a study of, again, either it's a book or it's the Bible or it's a sermon series where they, they go to church on Sunday and then they spend their time just talking about what pastor said and what it means to them and what they need from it. Yeah. But the deep roots of Life Group has really been that in that community of believers coming together. So how did you get involved in the idea of life groups? I mean, I, I, I hear you saying that it's something separate and distinct from Revo. So what was your connection point to life groups? Why did you want to do that? When we came to Kingsway um, more than five years ago, one of our first events we ever went to was the marriage conference. And it, it wrecked my wife and I in such a beautiful way in that we, we learned the true priorities of what it means to be, to, 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 live, to live right, to live biblically. And in the process of doing so, directly after that first marriage conference, Pastor Ray Tate Sr., <clears throat> excuse me, who was the, leading the marriage conference, had decided to help us launch marriage life groups. So my wife and I, while still living in Philly at the time, came to the marriage conference our marriage was, was wrecked in such a beautiful way, and we jumped right into a life group with other people who were at the marriage conference specifically about the five love languages. And it was from that book study that my wife and I truly decided and felt the Lord was leading us to not only make Kingsway our home church, but to, in the process of shopping for a new home, make sure that it was suitable so that we could lead life groups because that is what we had been called to do as husband and wife. Chris, I, I love your heart for that. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of being at your home several times. And one of my favorite parts of your home is your coffee and tea area. But I wonder, <laughs> how has leading life groups with your bride affected not only you and Nivon, but also people that have been in your groups? Like, I've had the pleasure of being in a couple of your groups myself, and I know that's blessed me. So how have you blessed others? And then how has that been a blessing to you? Yeah, you are our uh, you are our seventeenth chair. I remember praying and, and sitting in in the prayer time and remembering that we had that one chair extra, and um and and you were able to fill it and bless up in ways that I, it's it's hard to explain in in just a few minutes. Um, but for for us, the biggest blessing has been to is to to see people grow in their relationship with the Lord. And to be a host and to, to facilitate conversations and to to just, again, to create a community. I, I believe we've we've been doing it for now about five years, and whew, we've done the Freedom Curriculum, I think, seven or eight times already, plus all the marriage ones. So I, I'm, I lost count how many, mar how many life groups we've led, but um, the blessings for my family I, and even for my children, because one of the things we did when we prayed into where we were going to move when we were uh, you know, lining up the house that we were going to purchase, God really showed us that not only did we want to do life groups, but we wanted to try and focus on marriage to help, in, in, to, to help build a marriage ministry. And in doing so, we realized that we needed child care. So our, in our purchasing of our home, we you know, got a home with a basement big enough for child care, so it's actually allowed our kids to help with child care. So even our young one, Xander, who's now nine, when we first moved here, he was one of the youngest ones in the group, but he was able to have the, the, stu uh, the children of parents who were here for life groups just to play with them, to spend time with them, the fellowship outside of the normal, let's just go to the park. It was faith-centered, so we were able to either watch videos or have a little curriculum for them and just like it, make it like a mini kid church for them while their parents were doing the best to dig in and, again, learn other ways to find and follow Jesus. 
Chris, I, I love your heart for this. It is incredible, and I am just so honored to be able to serve alongside you as a life group leader. I've only got about 30 seconds or so left, but I just wonder, like, what do you get as a life group coach? Like, how are you able to bless others in being able to continue all that same work that you're doing as a life group leader? As a coach, uh, the Lord has allowed me to come alongside other leaders and be and be a comp, be a big brother at times, or be a be a father figure in some situations, to again help them when the difficult times come, to know that they are prepared, they are equipped, and they are they are more than enough to serve the Lord by leading groups. And that's what coaching has allowed for me to do again to come alongside other leaders and help them ensure that they're that, that they're cared for. Chris, I, I, I love everything you said, and I hope it's an encouragement to other people to be able to serve right where they're at through their faith and through their church. I want to thank you for being my friend, and thank you for coming on the show today. Absolutely love you, Brother Paul. Thank you so much. All right. When we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Mr. Bob Frollo. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And the volume of people becomes at a level that's very hard to manage. Stop Asian hate protests across the country this weekend following a recent spike in violence against Asian people and last week's shooting deaths of six Asian women among the eight killed in spas in Atlanta. Several vigils held in Atlanta in honor of the victims. Dave Packer, ABC News. News Talk 1400, WOND, South Jersey weather. Well, if you like Saturday, you're going to love Sunday here in South Jersey. High pressure remains overhead, and the sunshine will remain plentiful here. As we go into the day, high temperatures will be in the 50s everywhere, coolest along the shore, warmest further inland, and even a few spots like a Hamilton or Buna could get up to 60 degrees. Sunday night will then be calm and clear. Low temperatures will be in the 30s everywhere, and we'll have more sun for our Monday. From the Longport Media Weather Center, I'm Professor Atlantic City Meteorologist Joe Martucci. News Talk 1400 WOND, South Jersey traffic. Looking like a very nice Sunday afternoon out there. No real major holdups. There is a lot of ongoing construction around. That includes Pacific Avenue in Atlantic City. It's blocked with implosion cleanup between Mississippi Avenue and Missouri Avenue. Ongoing work also in Ventnor City with those sewer repairs blocking Wellington Avenue between Dorset Avenue and Victoria Avenue. In Egg Harbor City, eastbound Whitehorse Pike construction near Philadelphia Avenue. AC Expressway, Parkway continue to move along very nicely and through Cape May County, Bayshore Road. It's closed with sinkhole repairs between Miami Avenue and Rutledge Avenue. This traffic report sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With paper mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Jenny Robinson for News Talk 1400 WOND, South Jersey's News Talk leader. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Indeed knows unexpected demand can stretch your business thin. Uh, Leon speaking. Like at Leon's Plumbing. Sorry, quick as we can get there is next Friday. To stay out of hot water, he needs to get started hiring right. Right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Heaven's Way Baptist Church, 5082 Tremont Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, invites you to come back. Follow God's teaching in the Bible and believe His words are absolute. Sunday services at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. are broadcast on Zoom or come in person to the church. More services are listed on Facebook. If you believe in the Bible, you belong with Heaven's Way Baptist Church, 5082 Tremont Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, where all are welcome. My name is Fallon Brown. Delivering with Uber gives me the flexibility that I need in order to keep up with my studies. Growing up, I was told I needed to go to school, but no one explained to me how to pay for college. I tried to go the traditional route for part-time jobs, but it didn't offer me the flexibility that I needed. Many people who drive with Uber tell us flexibility is important to them. But don't just listen to us. Ask your driver or delivery person. You might be surprised by their story. Earnings may vary. See website for details. Widener University Delaware Law School creates leadership moments. For District Attorney Intern Jenna, it was turning her experience into a career in criminal justice. For student government member Kendrick, it was representing real clients at the Veterans Law Clinic. And for third-year student Stephanie, it was teaching desegregation law classes at Wilmington High School. What will your leadership moment be? With its distinguished faculty and broad-reaching influence, Widener University Delaware Law School puts your legal career on the fast track. To learn more, visit DelawareLaw.Widener.edu. Widener Leadership Works. Clay's Climate Control. The following is a weather alert from Clay's Climate Control. The summer is closer than you may think. Now is the time to have your air conditioner checked, serviced, or replaced. If you were one of the many people whose air conditioner really struggled to keep up last year, now is the time to call Clay's Climate Control. Don't wait until your A.C. breaks down. Imagine it's a warm day, you flip on the A.C., and you get nothing but hot air. Contact Glaze now for a free estimate to replace your air conditioning system. Right now is the best time to take advantage of Glaze off-season pricing and get your A.C. system updated before the hot weather starts. Glaze Climate Control is the 2020 National Residential Contractor of the Year and multi-year winner of the Super Service Rating from Angie's List. Glaze is also a train dealer. It's hard to stop a train. Visit claysclimatecontrol.com to book your online appointment. Don't get caught in the heat. Call Clay's Climate Control now. Clay's Climate Control. If you make the call, we'll handle it all. I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper pet kit, and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweeper's so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum, easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit, because shed happens. Congressman Jeff Van Drew, the Ocean City Sentinel newspaper, in those editorials described me being executed, described me being killed, described my wife being sexually assaulted, and used foul language, and they literally printed it. And it was all about my support of Donald Trump and my being a Republican. A so-called freelance writer did this, and that's just totally, completely 
100% unacceptable. Don Williams, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on News Talk 1400 WOND. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakers, call 800-257-1212 or go to AFreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve. Aired in cooperation by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're a small business owner or an expert in your field, let Jacob Media help you create and produce your podcast. Call Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Mr. Bob Frollo. Bob, are you on the line with us? Yes, sir. Sir, first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us here today. My pleasure. Sir, you've got a lot of history in your background, and first of all, I want to thank you for your service. I know that you are a Vietnam veteran, and that means a lot to me. My father served in Vietnam and so many people in that generation who served in Vietnam were not welcomed home properly. They weren't thanked for their service. And so I personally want to thank you and everybody else in your generation that served in Vietnam for your service, sir. I thank you very much. And I think we all witnessed that lack of welcome. Um, it, it's a shame, but we were also anxious to get home regardless. Uh, you know, we kind of you, you bear it and then put, on, put up with uh, whatever. But it's a shame, and, you know, a lot of guys are still paying the price for that today. Yeah. Well, how, when, and why did you decide to join the Army? Like, what got you to Vietnam in the first place? Well, I was I was lucky. I just, uh, for whatever reason, really never never got any involvement with, with uh, military. Uh, didn't volunteer to go in, but when I was in my, just finished my, my uh, junior year, and uh, uh, I started out in, in uh uh, Miami-Dade Junior College to play baseball and wound up transferring up here to St. Joe's in Philly because Dave was only a junior college. I don't two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, all of a sudden I got a draft notice. So no excuse. Uh, you know, I went through the motions. And again, uh, very, very lucky. I, I wound up in a hand-picked unit and uh, I, I have no no qualms, no arguments, just a great bunch of guys and again a great unit how long did you serve for i I only did my normal two years you know two 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 whatever i was over there just maybe three days short of a year um and and weird because when i when i arrived there i started out in dongtan which was ninth infantry home base and when i went to pick up my orders it all it showed acv and i'm looking at it like oh this has to be you know again part of active infantry or something but the guys are all laughing. They're going, pal, you are lucky. You'll see when you line up down the street. Long story short, what it was, it was what they called it mechanized infantry. It was air-cushioned vehicles, mm. which was hovercraft. Wow. So couldn't ask for a better assignment. Wow. And so did you work on those air-cushioned vehicles, the ACV, the entire time that you were in Vietnam? Yes, sir. Okay. And when you came back, what was that like for you? How did you feel when you came home? It, 
was well you know the the what spoils you is getting home now you're you're with your family you're, you're with your friends but you notice that the the atmosphere wasn't quite the same because if people know or you know find out that you're a, a veteran or still active duty yeah all of a sudden you're you're not good you're a you're a i don't know what's the word a um, baby killer uh, yeah yeah that's that's the good that's the one that's hit the nail on the head and it's a shame because you, you serve your country uh, there are positions needed to be filled a lot of them obviously were not voluntary mm -hmm. uh, a ton of guys did go in god bless them but uh you know when drafted you 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 fill in the position they think you're most needed in and uh we again we had a great group of guys um we we served with other units we served daily with the infantry we used to drop them off in live zones and odd zones um which was a, just a great marriage but uh, the year goes by your your, your time in, in combat goes by so fast um, while you're there it's a, you know it's a struggle but after you're home you realize my god it seems like i just got there and now i'm back home already thank god for that yeah I, I can completely relate to that. I served in Iraq from October of 2005 until April of 2006. And although it was only a six-month tour, it required a lot of adjustment on my part when I came home because the things that I had seen when I was there and the things that I was exposed to was so radically different from life back in the real world. It, it really did a number on me mentally for quite a while. Well, you know, the, it, it's it's a shame. Uh, I like to step away every once in a while from from that, from the combat situation, because you, now you look at this COVID-19 uh, mess we're going through. Yeah. Um, a lot of the veterans, their families, you know, have younger kids mm -hmm. or younger children, whatever it might be, are losing jobs. They're losing uh, uh, just just you know, partnerships, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, and the shame of it is it doesn't seem like the VA really – made an effort to watch out for that because there's mental conditions with that, with a PTSD or wherever it would fall. And, and it's a shame because even with the, the stimulus, I don't think that's really going to be addressed in a, in a proper way. Um, I hope the virus disappears soon, but I, I don't know. Not, not soon enough. Well, you know, what you said about the VA, you know, that kind of leads into the second thing that you do. Uh, my understanding is that you also serve as a VSO, a veteran service officer. Can you tell me a little bit about that program and, you know, what it's about and how you got to be involved with it? Yes, I certainly will. My pleasure. Uh, it's, it's, in reality, veterans serving veterans. It was a group, uh, I guess I got in maybe 12 years ago, 14 years ago, something like that, because when uh, in, in we first started 2002, 2003, there was no service officer position in the county. So we start, you know, reaching out because now the, the, the Vietnam veterans are coming home and they're going to other states or places to find these benefits. So we started that with a national association and a state association. And to this day, thanks to the, 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 the freedoms, the cooperation, the support we get from our leadership in the county, uh, it, it's a success. Uh, unfortunately for all of us, we just lost the gentleman I share my office or shared my office with. Uh, he just passed away from some some illnesses, some from the service, some not. Uh, younger than me, and when we lose one, when we lose a friend, it hurts. When we lose a veteran, it hurts worse. 
Yeah, and sir, I was just informed recently uh, that you had also recently lost your brother, Mr. David Frollo. Yes, sir. I am so sorry for I, your loss. I, I heard he's also a very powerful veteran in the community. He was, uh, yeah, he was the, uh, um, I don't know what the title of, he was the head of the local uh, Masonic Temple okay. out in, the, in, in Northfield. Uh, he was a football coach. Uh, he was a barber for years with my dad. And he had, he had some health problems. Always had an asthma problem, but he had recent issues with heart. And while he was in the hospital, they found out that he had some uh, kidney liver problems. Wow. They were going to put him on dialysis, and I think the combination of everything plus the COVID virus yeah. just was too much for him to handle. Yeah. Well, sir, I'm very sorry for your loss again, but you know, between yourself, your brother, and the others that you work with and that you serve, I mean, it's there's so much work that is being done for veterans, but there's so much more that we can do. Like, what do you do on a regular basis to serve the veterans that come into you and that ask for help as a VSO? We try. Uh, a lot of the guys, or and women for that matter, are uh, not overly active sometimes to file claims. You know, the pride kind of takes over. They did their job, did it great, yeah. and they're having issues, so, all right, I'll, I'll deal with it. But the fact that there's so many things offered that a lot of the veterans just had no idea, um, number one, that they could even file a claim for service-connected issues, uh, as well as a great um, benefits plan for, for the health insurance. You could get that. It's uh, The coverages are, are very, very good. You know, not not to compete with uh, uh, you know major insurance carriers you know throughout the country, but the fact that the VA makes it available, um, it's it's something that you have to pay out of your pocket ordinarily. Yeah. Well, sir, I got to tell you, I didn't know you uh, personally two years ago, but when I was getting ready to retire from the army, I was told about the concept of VSOs, and I wasn't too proud to say that I needed help. And I knew that I needed some assistance from the VA for the things that I'm personally dealing with. So I went to a local VSO, and that person was able to help me submit a claim. And, you know, I'm just really thankful for the work that he did for me and that you are doing for so many veterans. Good. Appreciate that very much. I wonder, like, what is the most fulfilling part of your work? And I wonder if there's, like, a most memorable case that you have in the work that you've done as a VSO. Um. Thing that's most important to me is the fact that I help somebody. I mean, I don't. I have my issues. Okay, I took care of the things I, I thought I needed to. But the frustrating, like you mentioned, how many veterans just didn't know where to go, and you know they start to drink and you know whatever it might be. Yeah. When we get a chance to help those veterans, it, that means more than anything else. It really, you know, the fact that you've you've accomplished. Helping someone in need, uh, it, it, forget the money. It's just the the idea that you you know you, you you had that pleasure. Yeah. Well, you know, I you have done so many different things, and I was just really awestruck when I was reading your bio. One of the things that you've been recognized for is the Legion of Honor Award from the Chapel of the Four Chaplains. We've got a couple minutes left, so I wonder if you might tell us just a little bit of background on the chapel and what that award means to you and why you received it. It's uh, recognition, you know, from veterans in the community. Um, again, I guess because of my relationship with veterans, the fact that I can offer benefits to them or, or help them to through tough times, uh, not only them but their families. 
and someone recognizes you, uh, it goes back to uh, back World War II, in a I don't know specifically the, the ship, but in a, in some really severe uh, enemy fire fights or whatever you want to call it, uh, they were getting you know really crucified on the ship, and guys were going overboard, and there was the the, the floor. Uh, religious leaders on the on the ship yeah. were giving other guys their life vests, yeah. and there was one who did not and thought he would take the chance. As it worked out, uh, you know, the four of them were recognized for sacrificing themselves, and it's a very prestigious outfit. And it was an absolute honor to just be my name mentioned in that group. But, sir, you know, when I was preparing for the interview with you today. I was looking at uh, just your background online, and I found some pictures of you, and I noticed that you're in a wheelchair, and that was just such an inspiration to me because you don't have the use of your legs, but you are still doing so much for so many people. You're an example to thousands of other veterans that regardless of what disabilities you might have, you can still get out there and serve other people. So in the last minute or so that we have left together, I wonder if what your message would be to younger veterans that are coming up in today's generation. Uh, short and sweet, uh, be proud, be happy, be hungry. Yes. I mean, we're there. I, I, I'm not the only one. Uh, we, we have a group in, in Tom's River, uh, here in our local area. Uh, there, there's service officers in Cape May. There's, we have a whole group, and they're all as as active and anxious as I am. Yes. And again, I think it's the same pleasure you get from helping somebody in need. Yes. Sir, it has been such an honor to be on the air with you today and to be able to talk with you. And I'm really thankful to Denise Black for being able to hook me up with you and just give me your name. I I can't thank you enough for your time today. If I could do any, any more uh, information you might need or if I can work with you again, I would look for the pleasure. Sir, I, beyond the shadow of a doubt, I will absolutely contact you. And again, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Reverend. Appreciate it. When we come back from the break, we're going to reflect on the lessons of servant leadership that we've heard from today's guests. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Walking around these walls. South Jersey's News Talk, 1400 WOND. Hi, Jim Crane for the Pleasantville Music Shop, the mom-and-pop music store at the Jersey Shore. Do you have some musical instruments in your attic or at your home that you thought about selling but you didn't know what to do with them or how to find out what they were worth? Well, we do consignment here at our store for all things musical, guitars, brass instruments, bass drums, pianos, and keyboards. With our consignment, we make sure to get you top dollar for your instrument. We are at 15 East Black Horse Pike in beautiful Pleasantville. Stop in and see us Monday through Fridays, 10 to 6. Saturdays, 10 to 5. Wear a mask and we will take care of all your musical needs. 83 years of excellence in the music business. 609-641-4600. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at PleasantvilleMusic.com. For all your musical needs, it's Pleasantville Music Shop. Stop in today. This is Senator Chris Brown urging our seniors not to miss out. Now is the time to apply for the Senior Freeze Property Tax Relief Program. 
New Jersey's Senior Freeze Program helps qualified seniors and disabled families make ends meet by reimbursing them for any increases in their property taxes. Look for your application in the mail. If you haven't received your application or have a question, please call me, Senator Chris Brown, at 609-677-8266. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Joint Base mcguire Dix lakehurst call 800-257-1212 or go to afreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve. Aired in cooperation by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. As we close out today's show, let's reflect about what we've heard from our guests today. We had Mr. Chris McCall and Bob Frollo. And, you know, in the beginning of today's episode, I briefly talked to you about this idea of throwing somebody a rope, of lending a helping hand when people need it. And I love what our guest talked about today because you heard that in so many different ways. Within the community, you heard Bob Frollo talk about his work as a VSO, a veteran service officer. This is a man that is wheelchair-bound, And he goes to work day after day, helping people to put in their claims. He's not concerned about his own disability. He wants to help other veterans that have their own disabilities to be able to get help and disability payments and claims from the VA. What a model for us to be able to follow. When you look at serving people through faith, let's look at the life of Mr. Christopher McCall, a man who has been helping in the Revo Life Group, Young Youth Group Program for five years. He's been leading more life groups than he can count. He coaches other life group leaders on how to do the same thing that he's been successful in doing. Just a tremendous example of a leader in his faith. And then when you look at service in the military, Bob Frollo served in Vietnam. Like so many other people, he did not receive the thanks that he deserved when he came home. He wasn't welcomed home with open arms. He was given bitter words and not a grateful nation. But he still was able to go out there to the jungles of Vietnam. He didn't try to draft the, dodge the draft. He went out there and he did his duty and he saluted the flag and moved out smartly. And when you talk about serving your family, you heard from Chris McCall how he was able to help both his kids and my own kids with their journey of growth and maturity. If there is nothing else that you ever get from this show, I really hope that you can hear that you can serve in any walk of life, no matter where you're at, no matter what you are doing, no matter what your job might be or what your disability might be. Every single person has God-given gifts, and it's our responsibility to use those gifts to serve other people. Every week I talk to you just a little bit about when you put good into the universe, the universe brings it back to you. And that happened for me just this past week. A few months ago, 
I had the great privilege of being on Mr. Joe Griffey's radio program, The Welcome Home Show. And his show was on Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4. And he invited me to be a guest on his show. And I was at the studio with him. But one of his calling guests was Mr. Bob Riley. And Bob was talking about how he was having some health problems. And I was on the air at the same time as Bob. And Bob knew that I was a minister because Joe had mentioned that. And so Bob asked me if I would pray for him. And I did. And it was a very heartfelt prayer. It wasn't a 10-second prayer. I I really gave my full effort to giving a very uh, strong prayer for Mr. Bob Riley. And Bob contacted me just the other day over email. And he said, would you give me a call? Because I want to share something with you. And he told me that the issue that I had prayed for him about, he went to the doctor and, you know, he had a surgery and he is completely fine now. God brought healing to his body. And he said, Reverend, you know, there was a lot of people praying for me, but your prayer meant so much to me. He said, would you be willing to have breakfast with me? And I said, absolutely, I would love to. And so yesterday we had breakfast together. We, we met together at a diner. It was the first time that I ever met Bob in person. And he talked to me about that idea of catching butterflies. Butterflies are something that it's really beautiful when one comes and lands on your finger. And I would say to you that you never know when a butterfly is going to land on your finger. And there's never the same butterfly twice, but they're always just there. It's a very special time. It's a very beautiful time. And I would say the same thing is true for other people in our lives. People in our lives for just a season but they're very special. And you want to really cherish that time with them. And so I now look at the people that come into my life. You're you're catching butterflies. You have an opportunity to spend time with somebody and to bless them. Next week, I've got two very special guests. Miss Melissa Fitzgerald, who was an actress on the show The West Wing, and she's also a director at NADCP, National Association of Drug Court Professionals. I also have Mr. Steve Burton. He's a music instructor, he's a worship leader, and he's also a songwriter and a musician. I want to remind you to sign up for my Spotify and Apple podcast mailing list through my website at reverenddrpaul.com. That's R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com.